0: Good to see you. Uh, Just remember those that we mentioned this morning Mrs. Geisler, Mrs. Harden, my daughter, and my grandson, all them traveling. My grandson's traveling back to Africa. He'll be there three months. And then be home three months and be back three months for a year. So please be praying much about that. I'm concerned about him going over there, but he's excited about it. So. Of course, he's always been different. <laughs> but, anyhow, good to see you all tonight. Now, everybody wasn't you this morning, they have to put in double offering tonight. This morning. <laughs> oh, me. I've been excited about the message tonight. If you would please turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 5. I'd like to read the first 11 verses. Romans chapter 5, verse 11. I'm begin to read verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By Him also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand, and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation work of patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet pure adventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended His love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Not only so, we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray tonight that you'll bless everyone that's come. We pray, Lord, you'll bless those that's listened tonight. Lord you've been so good to us, and Father, I pray you'll continue to watch over and keep us. Watch over this election, how the president that you would have in there, but help us to keep our commitments and vote ourselves now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you would, please, I was reading these verses, and I wrote down eight benefits of salvation. There is more to salvation than just missing hell. There's great things that God gives us in this word salvation. And many people today are speaking a great deal of money, trying to attain the things that are present, benefits in this life. I don't know about y'all, but I I get a phone call just about every day wanting to insure my car. And I keep telling them every day, you don't know me because you can't even say my name. (laughs) I get so tickled at them people that call up and they'll call me everything in the book and then they want to sell you something, you know. But they always want to give you some benefit that you can have if you'll go with them. And I thought about this as I was getting this message ready, that I got great benefits in the Lord. And uh, since we've been justified by faith, uh, we have redemption and in that love of Christ that He gives to us. But there are certain benefits that every believer can have right here and now, not only in the sweet by and by, for instance. Verse 1 says we can have peace. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Now, there are several kinds of peace mentioned in the Bible. There is world peace. Some think if we could kill off all the terrorists of the world, then we would have world peace. But that's not true, because the Bible plainly says we'll not have peace until the Prince of Peace come back to this world, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you're a Christian today, I got peace. Amen. I don't care what's going on. I still got peace in this world. Number two, then you know, there's a kind of peace called tranquility of soul. Jesus referred to this peace when He said to His disciples, John 18:14, verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth give I to unto you. This is the kind of peace, of inward peace, that a believer has when he is walking in the will of God. I was sitting thinking about this the other day. I had rather be in the will of God than to have all the money in the world. you know what? I mean, that's the only place peace is. When you know you're walking in the will of God. Because I, I believe this, if you're walking in the will of God, God will protect you, God will take care of you, God will see you through whatever you're going through. And it's nothing like having the peace of God and being in the will of God. Thirdly, there's the peace Paul mentioned in Philippian, to the Philippian believers. The peace that passes all understanding. Now, I believe this is that sweet peace communion with the Heavenly Father in prayer. Amen. I believe in prayer. And I believe that if something goes wrong or something I need in this life, I honestly believe that I can pray for it and God will take care of it, whatever it is. And I got that peace about it. I can leave it lay right there. If I pray and understand it, God will take care of it. That's peace. Uh, Again. There's the benefit of salvation is access. The second benefit of salvation is access. Look at verse 2. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace where we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. I had a man call me the other day and he was listening to the iPad or whatever that thing is that the sermons go out on. And it, by the way, it's going all over the world. I can't believe where all that message is going to. That people, are. but he called me and he said, <laughs> he said, "Preacher, I got tickled because you said you didn't want Pelosi praying for you." <laughs> he he says, "You said on your I tell you, your sermon, her prayers don't get no higher than the ceiling." <laughs> I believe that, amen. And but uh, what I want to say is. Uh, have you listened to some of the prayers uh, on national scene that we're living in today? They're having prayers in the White House. They're having prayers all over. And you listen to some of them, you say, "Men ain't getting through to God. Do you know a christians uh, the wonderful privilege that a Christian has and one of the benefits of salvation is I have access to the Father. I can pray to my Heavenly Father and know that He'll hear me. And only a Christian has that. And I marvel at the lost world trying to pray to God. It's so silly, some of the things. And and by the way, most of them now, they won't allow you to pray in Jesus' name. Well, that tells me right there, they ain't going nowhere then, because Jesus plainly said that you get your prayers answered if you pray in Jesus' name. And if I can't use Jesus' name, what's he used to pray then? Amen? But I have peace, and I have the wonderful privilege of knowing that I have peace with God and I can pray to God and I have a benefit of access to God. And then the third one, third benefit of salvation is hope. Look at verse 2 again. By whom also uh, we have access by faith in this grace when we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now, Notice, Paul wrote to a young preacher named Titus. In Titus chapter 2 verse 13, he said, Looking for that blessed hope and the glory and the of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Now, many people are looking for the great tribulation period to start or to come. I'm not looking for that. Amen? Now, listen to me. That's not much of a hope to be looking for. Because that's great tribulation. That's a terrible time to come. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for Jesus to come back for me and get me out of this mess. And the hope of every child of God is God would come soon and take us out of this sinful world. The hope of every believer is about uh, from the uh, body present until the Lord. Absent from the body is present with the Lord. Romans eight twenty eight. All things work for their good. Romans eight thirty nine. Nothing can separate us from uh, from Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the blessed hope. I look forward to seeing Jesus. Amen. Not only that, but I honestly believe everything works out good for me till He comes back. Now again, there's a fourth benefit of salvation and that is triumph in trouble. Look at verse 3 and 4. Not only so, but we go in tribulation. Also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. Now, I like this. Notice the words that are associated with trouble. Joy, hope, patience. In other words, then, it takes trouble to bring out the best in a believer. Now, in other words, it takes trouble to bring out joy, hope, and patience in our life. Trouble produces these fruits in our life. You want joy, you want hope, you want patience, God will send you some trouble, And when He does, it brings those things out into you. Man, you get in trouble as a Christian, uh, God will let you know it's going to be alright. It'll be alright. right, cause God's in joy. That's joy. That's hope. That's patience. The fifth benefit of salvation is found in verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. The love of God is shed abroad in our heart. This does not mean our love for God. This means God loves us. Amen. I pray every day of my life and I mean this from my heart or at least it goes through my mind and I pray it all the time but it's in my mind all the time. Lord, teach me to love you more. I want to learn how to love God more. And I mean that. But, if I don't love God any more than I do right now, I can be be assured of this one thing. He loves me. Amen? Now, and His love is made real by the Holy Spirit given to us. I have the Holy Spirit in me. If you want to know God loves you, just think about this. Realize the Holy Spirit is in you. And if He's in you, then you have that love. The sixth benefit of salvation is found in verse 5. And that's the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 6.19, what? Know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? I say to unsaved people all the time, and I talk to them about being saved, I know I'm saved. Now let me give you something. They can't know that. You know why? They don't have the Holy Spirit in them. You know what makes me know I'm saved by the Holy Spirit in me? The Bible says He testifies in my spirit that my a child of God. And He does. And I have the Holy Spirit in me. That's a benefit of salvation. Unsaved don't have that. Listen. Verses 6 and 7. Notice Jesus died for you and me and that is where God revealed His love. Now verse 6 and 7. For when we were yet sinners without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man would die Yet, pure adventure for a good man would some even dare to die. Now, God saves us by His grace, uh, because the guilt of sin has been removed by the death of Christ. And now, God, in love, holds out His hand to whosoever will, may come unto Him through Jesus Christ. And not only the Holy Spirit can make that known in the hearts of the sinner, but thank God, the Holy Spirit is in us to convict us of our sin. And so I have the Holy Spirit to say don't have that. That's a benefit of salvation. The seventh benefit of salvation is delivered from God's wrath. Look at verse 9. Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son. much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. I dealt with a man a long time about this. He kept saying to me, we're going to go into the tribulation period. And I kept saying to him, help yourself, I ain't. Amen? And I mean it. I'm not going into that. And he said, I can show you verse after verse that we are. I said, show them to me. And every one of them said exact opposite of what he was trying to say. And this is one of the verses that I showed him. And I said, do you just answer me this one verse? much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from uh, hell? No. Saved to go to heaven? No. What is it saved from then? His wrath. What's His wrath? The tribulation period. I'm saved from that. That's a benefit of salvation. I'm not going through the tribulation period. Watch this please. Verse 14 and 15. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned, after the multitude of Adam's transgression, who is a figure of him that was to come. But not as offense, so also as the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God, and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ had abounded unto many. So the seventh benefit of salvation is delivered from God's wrath. Now again, I thank God we have been saved from the penalty of sin, but I've been saved from the wrath of God. Amen. But The eighth benefit of salvation is found in verse 11. Well, notice it please. Not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Now, I don't wait until I get to heaven to get saved. Notice what that word now says. We have now. Amen? I have now saved the atonement. I'm saved right now. Now I want you to watch some Verse uh, 11. Uh, right now, every saved person can joy in God. Amen. Joy is the fact we are saved. Joy in the fact that Jesus lives and so shall we live again. Joy in the fact you're spending your eternity with God one of these days. Joy in the fact we'll see our loved ones again. Amen. All these things we have in salvation. The unsaved can't say that. I, I was preaching at a funeral one day, and a man came to me all broken hearted. He said, "I can't believe you'd say a thing like that." I said, "What?" He said, "If you're not saved, I had led that person, Lord. I knew they were saved. I knew they was going to heaven." I said, "You better keep this in mind." If you're not saved today, you better get saved if you ever have a hope of seeing your loved one again. Because if you're not saved, you'll never see them again except the great white throne judgment where God will call them back up and then turn around and send them right back to hell. And so you better get this straight. The unsaved has no hope of ever seeing their saved loved ones again. And so God says to you and I, that's a benefit of salvation. Do you know I'm going to see my mom and daddy again? I'm going to see my little grandbaby again. I'm going to see everyone that I've known in this earth that's saved, born again. By God's grace, I'm going to see them again. Amen? In verse 11, God Himself is the ground and object of the believer's joy. Psalms 35 verse 9. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in His salvation. I said this to a man one day. I, he was talking about he got to hold out to the end. And he has something to do with his salvation. He said, i got to work out my salvation. i got to work my salvation. I said, buddy, if you're saved by what you're doing, you're going to be lost by what you're doing. I'm not saved by what I'm doing. I'm saved by what Jesus did for me. Salvation has nothing to do with me. It has to do with what God has done for me. Notice something. Don't forget the words in the Bible means everything. And my soul shall re- be joyful in the Lord. It shall rejoice in His salvation, not yours. Your salvation is God's salvation. Amen. I'm saved. That's a fact. That belongs to me in a sense. But in another sense, my salvation is God's salvation. He's the one that done the work, He's the one that bought me, He's the one that paid my sin debt. So it's God's salvation. Notice Psalm 43, verse 4. Then will I go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O O God my God. David said I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. Amen. Think about that. You know there was a time I didn't want to go to church. I had too much other things I wanted to do. And and I can't believe it to this day. I look forward to church time. And I was talking to a man just today, just today about a preacher that uh, he said, I just don't have time to prepare a sermon. I don't have time to do this guy. And he told me about his pastor, and I said, I said to myself, man, that's a joy. I go home, I sit down, and I get my books out, and I start reading, and I get lost in the Bible. I can't even hear nothing around me. I'm not interested in nothing around me. I got, I'm lost in the Word of God. And, and, and then it begins just to jump out at me. One thing and another, and I try to put them together. And I see things i got so much. You know what the hardest part of being a pastor and preaching a sermon is? Picking out the sermon you're going to preach. i got a thousand sermons I want to preach every time I go to preach. And i got to find out what God wants. And not just what I want. I mean, I I, I got so much that God gives me at one time. It it seemed like, man, I could just go on. I listened to Trump today on one of his rallies. And I think he had a drink or something before he got on the speaking. Because he went on and on and on and on and on and on. And he was talking about I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that drink. But what I'm trying to say, he, he must have took an aspirin or something. Because he got talking about an airplane, he got talking about everything in the world. Who cares about an airplane? And he carried on about you know. And, and I thought to myself, that boy has got so much knowledge of what goes on in that White House and everything that's going around it that he gets up there making a speech and he don't know it. he's trying to put it all together where it'd be interesting to everybody else. You know what, folks? My joy in the Lord is I enjoy the Lord. And I enjoy just His wisdom in the Lord and get to enjoy Him. Turn with me to Isaiah 61 for just a minute. Book of Isaiah 61 for just a second. I'll read you just a verse. Isaiah 61 in verse 10. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For He hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh herself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with the jewels. Amen. You think about this. The world doesn't have that kind of benefit. Only the saved has that benefit. That is, we joy in the Lord. And how good he is to us. And you think about this one day. You know what this verse tells me? One of these days, I'm going to put on the righteousness of God. Amen. No more sin. No more consequences of sin. I'm going to the righteousness of God. I'm robed in the righteousness of God. And I, that's one of the benefits of salvation. An unsaved person don't have that. I was reading and studying, trying to get a sermon. Uh, about being saved and what the unsaved doesn't have and the saved person has and just thinking about it the other day and, and man, there's so much if if I couldn't get saved for anything else if if, if heaven wasn't even uh, in the picture I think I would get saved just because of the benefits of salvation you know, plus all of that we got heaven to look forward to too Amen? But i got things here that I'm going to enjoy on the way. I, I I just want to do this. I want to enjoy my trip all the way. Amen? I'm looking forward to it. Would you stand with me, please? Heavenly Father, You're so good to us. And Father, when we sit down and begin to ponder it over as we read and study Your Word, there's so many things jumps out at us that belong to us in our salvation. When you saved our soul, you not only saved us from hell, you not only saved us to carry us to heaven, but we have so much more in Christ Jesus. And we joy in these truths. Bless your people, we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. You does